This episode of the Golf Game of Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And we're also brought to you by our own Stealth Driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Enter today for the big drawing on April 8th. And we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week to get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you'll need to dominate. All right, DJs, welcome to fucking Masters Week, baby. Let's go. And uh, we'll do a little recap of Valero, talk about what happened at Live. But listen, it's fucking Masters Week. This is the week. We pop on a ton of content for you guys. Uh, we don't ask for a lot, uh, but make sure you go rate, uh, review, subscribe, do all that shit for us, man. Uh, this is probably, the, if not the biggest week for us, one of the top two for downloads, especially for new people and things like that. So make sure to support us, man. It is free. So just go, you know, go, go give it a click. Five stars on Spotify. Go write us something nice or something mean. I don't really give a shit. Uh, just uh, go do it for us. And uh, it's your boy, Boston Campbell, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Masters Week, baby. Let's go. I am beyond pumped. Uh, I, I think this is actually one of my favorite shows of the year. I just, I love talking about the masters. I went last year. I can share a little bit of nuggets about like what I saw from the course, everything like that. Uh, I'm glad to be kind of over uh, this week, you know, with, you know, Val or uh, Valero and live. And now we can actually get some real golf. I'm, I'm excited because now all these live guys are going to be going over playing with the PG tour guys. We haven't seen this in forever. Uh, and it feels a lot more just like significant now because, you know, back you know, last year, you know, they, they got together for the U S open, the open championship, but it's still kind of relatively new. We haven't seen these guys get together in about eight months or so. And it's, it's going to be awesome to see them go to the masters and see, you know, kind of what happens. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what some of these guys do who have like good history here at masters. Like, we don't know what to expect. I know half the people are saying they're not going to do shit. They haven't played competitive golf, but we really don't know. You know what I mean? We don't know. Like we have no idea what's going to happen, which is uh, which is interesting. And it's nice to have villains back in golf. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's all it, it brings everything together. Like it really does. Like oh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm so excited. What, uh, I, I, I would like. What amount of money would you pay to be a fly on the wall inside of the Masters dinner with those live guys in there? Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be like you know, you got the PGA Tour kit, you know, table, and you got the you know the live guys over at the kids table. Uh, I think the live guys actually might outnumber um, the PG tour guys now. Cause no. I mean, all right, well, you got Phil, you got no. DJ, you got Bubba, you got Patrick no. Reed, no. you got Schwartzel. No. Oh, yeah, Schwartzel. You got, there's a couple others I think are escaping me right now. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's a, there's a right. lot of them over there. No. So. I just wonder if it's like what Jesse Ventura said, like when he was governor of Minnesota, he's like, he's like, politics is like wrestling. We, we all, we all yell and fight in front of you, in front of the cameras. Then we shut the door. We're all uh, clinking glasses and drinking. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I think the most angry person at the dinner is probably going to be Gary player based on what Scotty Scheffler is serving uh, oh. at the champions dinner. It's essentially just getting TGI Fridays to cater the entire thing. I mean, I don't want to go that far. Like, look, man. If oh, it's really? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Listen, what, there is nothing better than a fucking good ribeye. Nothing. There's nothing better than a good bone-in ribeye. Period. End of story. So if he's got, like, listen, I wish it was Wagyu. Those guys could, you know, afford that. But good, good prime end. Like, I, listen, give me a ribeye. I'm happy. Like, that, that's fine. What, what do you think Scotty style sliders are? Uh, I don't know. Probably like just like with nothing on them. Probably with a little bit of Frank's Red Hot. You know, 
Get a little spicy a little wild your Scotty Shuffler, you know? A little bit of holy water on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, all right. So, so I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I watched a um, little bit of Thursday ESPN Plus coverage uh, of yep. uh, the Valero. Kind of skipped it until, you know, the last few holes uh, here. I didn't have any outrights really to sweat, but I had a lot of positionals. But I can watch it from far. I actually spent a lot more time watching live. Uh, this week, just because yeah. I mean, look, like, you know, we're gonna be seeing them the next week. I figure might as well kind of get a little bit of a scouting report of what these guys are doing. Uh, I'm not even really sure what we saw on television is gonna be all that useful. That golf course, and I've sent you pictures. Of My goodness, what yeah, a cow close. pasture that place was! Oh, and they charge you, they charge you a, a pretty decent amount to play it, too. It's, it's not like astronomical, but I feel like I, I feel like I played it for like 150 or like 125. You know, I mean, I mean, with like all that money, could they actually buy some weed killer to kind of, you know, what was going on with the grass of that place? I don't know, man. And what's funny is, is like everything else is Bermuda around here. So like they, they're, their greens guys just mail them the fuck in. Yeah. I, I was joking with my dad because he was watching. He's like, what the hell is this golf course? I'm like, it looks, it's, it's about like you're, the caliber of the golf club you're at. Like it's, you know, he's got a nice club, but like, this is, you know, supposedly like a pretty expensive club that, you know, you bring in you know, world tour to it. God, that was embarrassing. I, I, I didn't see anything of that golf course that actually was good prep for this thing other than just to get these guys reps. So, yeah. and like, kind of like, you know, I, we talked about, I think last Tuesday, you know, you kind of saw a lot of the better players kind of elevate their game, you know, to kind of get a little ready, you know, DJ hasn't played a whole lot of golf this year. We'll talk about all that in a little bit, but yep. you know, good Sunday finish. Thank you for cashing that top 10 for me, DJ. I appreciate that. Uh, Bruce Kepka wins it. Uh, very happy. I only went with the top 10 at two to one. on Kepka. What was his, uh, what was his number outright? Do you remember? It was like 35 to 40. Oh man. I know nice. we oh. hadn't been doing anything. I mean, I he got cut from the goddamn Oman open. I know. And he was, he was, he was waving a traffic cone at the Florida Panthers fucking goalie the other day. <laughs> Yeah, but like this is what he does though. Like he always like does the top ten before the major, and then it's like, okay, yeah. are we gonna bet Kepka at thirty to one, twenty five to one? Actually, I, I saw his number now is down under thirty to one now. That is fucking ridiculous. We'll and thank about, God. We'll yeah, yeah, that's fine. That. I'm just saying, but thank God. Like, like the fact that he won, he's gonna catch so much ownership in DFS now. I think people are probably going to talk themselves into it. So, I mean, listen, he looked great. The ball striking looked pretty good. Uh, he kind of did a little bit what he usually does where the putter kind of goes on Sunday. But, I mean, it's Sebastian Munoz and, Lori, <laughs> you know, uh, Lori Cantor chasing him. So, yeah, he yeah, does. he kind of fended him off with one arm. And that was that. And then he had 18 to one Corey Connors winning Valero. Congratulations to everybody who bet so, that. There was a there was a guy in the in the uh, Discord who bet it though. So you know, there you go. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just such a fun time. Underdogs don't win, and let me transition right into that. We're also brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy now has your favorite. NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the NFL. 2023 season head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to hundred bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. So, I mean, you're not putting stock into what fucking Brooks did, right? Uh, not really. Right. I mean, I, I don't really see anything. I mean, honestly, there really wasn't much of a Valero. That was a good prep for this place no. either. I mean, there's less guys are going to go play it, but that golf course is mostly Bermuda at this point. So, there's nothing really there for that. Um, I mean, this place had 
half dead Bermuda, some crabgrass. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the greens looked like they had like 15 different strains of grass. And it looked like the Chambers Bay greens, to be completely honest. So, oh, yeah, actually, that's funny. A that's, little bit. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's reps. It, it's, I guess, they're, they're, it, of anybody in that field, yeah, I think that's why I actually bet DJ for a top 10. If there's anybody in the field that I feel like can just like flick it on, like it's DJ. That I think he'd just come to this golf course and, and be fine. Uh, I, I want to say some of the live talks are later, but sure, um, sure. yeah, like I don't really have a whole lot of high hopes for this, these guys. So I don't really know what we're getting. I don't think, I mean, like a lot of like DJ has played nine competitive rounds in since January. I, I don't know, man. I'm curious to see what some of these numbers are going to be on these live guys for the top twenties. Like I'll be interested in like some top twenties for, um, you know, DJ, Cam Smith, even guys like fucking Kevin Na and Taylor Gooch. Okay. Well, yeah, based on the I weather. Mean, I'm just, look, just look. <laughs> nah, yeah, I know. Based on the weather, that's yeah. fine. But like Gooch, like, and like some of these guys, like even, even Schwartzel, like some of these guys who have really good course history, like what's the number going to be? You know what I mean? Am I going to get like really good value? Like maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, this is something that I've been thinking about all day. Like, what am I going to do with these guys? Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you, I think DJ's number is like 22. Uh, Cam Smith is still hanging around 20. Uh, Kepka is not positional. It's not outright. Positional. I know, but like they're cor- those are correlated based on what their yeah, outright prices so, are. So yeah. it's, it's going to be, you're not going to get much of a discount on DJ no. or Kepka. Uh, I mean, maybe like a Patrick Reed who played, you know, fairly well this weekend, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it turns out into a tournament where nobody's hitting greens and it's up and down, you know, potentially I could see that uh, doing. Because uh, much, we're going to talk a lot about weather. Uh, don't you worry about that. I have probably about 20 minutes blocked off for, for the weather. Well, we're too far away for 20 minutes on weather. Well, it's more about how weather affects the golf course. So that's fair. We'll, we'll that's go with that. So, all right. I mean, I'm ready to put uh, Valero uh, to bed and live Orlando. Yeah. Did you, so did, I mean, you said, so I watched Thursday, Friday. Yeah. I watched a chunk on Saturday uh, and I turned it off immediately as soon as Patrick Rogers, Patrick Rogers. Like I was like, oh, Corey Collins is going after I mushed Kucher. Yesterday, because him, he didn't deserve to play in the Masters. Um, I mean, well, all right. So uh, let's talk about Decky. Okay, looked healthy, right? I mean, I I didn't see anything of Hideki, but his statistics. uh, He looked okay. Well, I thought he looked was good. Irons were good. I mean, but like we just came off of a week where he withdrew because of a neck injury, though. I know, I know, but I'm saying so. I, I, I. I think the injury concerns can be not put to bed, but I feel like that might be a good leverage spot in like DFS or in, in depending on who he gets matched up against. Because I think for me watching him, he looked healthy. Now okay. I would like, I would like to know what uh, I want to know what his driving stats were off. If he, if he's still just dinking it out there or not, because uh, I didn't see enough to be like, oh, okay, he's, he's hitting it, you know, long as normal. But um, yeah, I think Decky could be interesting next week. I mean, uh, when we get, when we do it in our ad break, I'll look up what the driving stats were. Just and we'll still put a bookmark on that. But uh, I mean, look, like I mean, we just said last week, though, like okay, good performance of players, and then he just craps the bed at match play. Yeah, I think with this neck injury, it's going to kind of come and go. So you're playing with fire. If you want to do, you know, with leverage or DFS with Hideki, you can do that. I'm I'm probably not going to bet him at all. I just, I don't, I don't know when it's going to be, you know, with him, it's going to be taking time out. It's going to be cold on Saturday, supposedly. Uh, it's going to be a little chilly on Friday too. Like with that stiff neck. I remember last yeah. year he was doing pretty well. And then it got really cold that Saturday. He sucked. Yeah. So that's, and that's when he was battling that neck injury. That's true. That's true. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, 
So let's see. All right, tell me how this uh, sounds. All right, let's get this. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Up and uh oh. Uh oh. What'd you do? No, I just had to. Okay. That it's sound soft. good? It's soft. It's soft. Yeah, it's soft, but it's, you can hear it. You can hear it. Okay. It's soft. Hello, friends. Soft, like gener Generation Z. <laughs> That's true. So, <laughs> all right. Hello, friends. It's time to talk about the Masters. Let's go. No more TPC San Antonio. No more uh, Orange County National, whatever. We're going to talk about a real golf course this week. Uh, a proper golf course. A wonderful golf course. Uh, the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory of all golf courses. Augusta National. So, I mean, I, I went to this place last year. It lived up to all the expectations for me. Uh, just wonderful. That's going to be really distracting for me, by the way. So, maybe we turn this off. Okay. All right. Experiment over. So, we're, let's talk about Augusta National. So, you know, this golf course has undergone a lot of changes over the last few years, mostly last year. There was, everybody's talking about what the changes this year. Just to give you guys a reminder of what happened last year. So two huge changes. Number one, they completely redid hole number 11. Uh, they widened the fairway. Uh, they took out a bunch of trees down the right side, but they left three trees kind of hit, you know, right in the middle of the fairway there. The goal of it was, um, you know, to have these guys challenge the right side of the fairway like they used to have to do. Uh, you know, but if you go a little too far to the right, you'll be blocked out by the pine trees. And then anybody who bails out left like they normally had been done, doing for the last 20 years, you know, you got a bad angle just to the green. You know, it, it, there wasn't any incentive to go down the right. Now, unfortunately, what happened last year was it played so soft that, you know, the what they wanted to do to where balls would just kind of leak way too far right and they're blocked out didn't really work. So, you know, we'll see if that play is the same this year. Probably not based on the weather. But that was a big change. Uh, people were really complaining about the fact they lengthened the 15th. Uh, you know, it became a three-shot hole. It became boring, I think, according to a couple of podcasts I listened to. Look, it was a west wind. It was That's right into the face of, you know, going to the, for the green. No one's going right. to go to the green in 55-degree weather with a 20-mile-per-hour west wind in your face. That's dumb. So if you get a proper wind this year, which it looks like a couple of these days, you might. Uh, you might see a little more excitement on that hole. And then just overall with this golf course, there's been a lot more expansion of short grass, you know, a lot more elimination of, you know, the intermediate rough around each green, uh, kind of like where, you know, where these fairways are. The goal is basically when it's playing firm, the ball can roll to the pine trout or just roll farther away from the green. They've been doing that with a lot of holes, like over the years in order to tiger proof it, they've been, uh, you know, putting more rough, more trees. They're trying to go away from that, which is pretty good. So, um, you know, so we'll see what happens there, but you know, this year though, they basically did another kind of tiger-proofing type thing. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about it. They lengthened hole number 13. Yep. So uh, the tee box is 30 yards, um, you know, back from where it was. So it's got a couple ramifications of uh, what's going to do. First of all, I mean, obviously it lengthened it. It's going to play about 545 yards now. So now everybody, though, they're going to be hitting driver. So before, you know, a lot of these guys can hit three wood. They can hook it around the corner and using the slope, they can get it out there pretty far you know with driver though you know you know either you're short you know you're short enough where you're not reaching the trees or you try to carry over the corners there which you know i bubba watson did that bryson tried to yeah. do that a couple times bryson i know Fuck. we'll talk about him in a little bit he's why why 
Oh, because he's going to come up in uh, a trend. So, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, my God. I know. All right. So, but what happened, though, when he moved it back, it's a very narrow corridor. You can't hit it over the trees anymore, but it also allows these guys to hit driver because the tree line is only about, 300, is about 325 yards in the air. So, unless you're carrying it like 330, which I don't think the wind and the weather can just going to allow you to do that, uh, you're not hitting it to the trees. So, these guys can hit, can hit driver. Um, you know, it, it, it's really advantageous if you can hit a right to left drive, you know, like a Rory or a Fleetwood, you can hit a draw there. That's really, cause then you can really actually kind of hook it around the corner. Otherwise though, just hit a dead straight shot. It's going to set up like a five iron or a six iron, uh, into the green where, you know, if you have proper weather conditions, a good helping wind, you can still go for it in two. It's a longer approach than what it used to be, but. You know, now, if you have a headwind, like a west wind in your face, or if it's colder, you know, you might see some guys kind of pause a little bit about, you know, pulling, uh, you know, going for two. Maybe they lay up, maybe they hit, you know, hit to 100 yards. So um, why don't we take a quick break and they'll kind of go into some more ramifications about what this change ultimately means for the Masters. All right. Listen, we, we talked about it off the jump. Listen, we're, we're giving away a tailor-made stealth driver. The contest is completely free to enter and you have a chance to win. I mean, it's a beautiful driver. Like, listen, I wish I could enter. Uh, the drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th. You got to make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. And uh, like I said off the jump, man, go join our uh, our YouTube. Uh, subscribe there. Uh, get notifications. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. Follow the call. Game podcast. Uh, rate, review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, man. Uh, this is a big week for us. So, uh, yeah, uh, listen, we would really appreciate it. Okay. All right. And then let's talk about Piper golf balls. So uh, once again, we got a little bit of uh, snow and rain up here in uh, New York. So uh, fortunately though, my golf club is going to be opening uh, this Monday for play and I'm going to be bringing Piper golf balls out with me. Uh, you know, Piper golf balls, uh, you know, they're a discounted ball, but they're just as good as the premium pro V ones, uh, especially their gold line of balls. Uh, it's a four piece urethane ball with a high ball flight, soft feel, and you have really good control around the green. That's really how I'm going to lower my scores this year is that you know, I can go to the driving range. I can hit balls with my driver, my irons, and try to, you know, nail my ball striking the best way, which I tend to ignore. And if I really wanted to lower my score is work on the short game and Piper golf balls can do that to you. So go to piper.golf slash GGP. You get 10% off your first order using promo code GGP. You can have to subscribe and receive scheduled shipments on golf balls at a 50% discount. And you get free shipping on any orders over 50 bucks. So go to pirate.golf/ggp and improve your game today. So, all right. Love so it. one last all comment right. about 13, uh, and then I'm going to kick it over to you uh, for a little okay. bit because I've been doing a lot of talking. Is you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of focus has been on you know the lengthening of the hole, and I think a lot, the quick you know assumption is that well, this is going to just favor bombers more. There's another way to look at it, though, is maybe you take a little bit of a shorter hitter who might feel a little more pressure to hit a longer approach out into the green because they know everybody's going it for two. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. So now maybe this gives him a little bit of excuse to say, okay, I'm going to make this a three-shot hole no matter what. And there's going to be more guys in the field that are also going to make it a three-shot hole. Either now you don't have the length to get there or, you know, let's say you're a longer hitter and you hit a poor tee shot. If you block it out to the right, um, you're not getting to the green in two. It's like a 250 yard carry over uh, the tributary of Reach Creek, or it can end up with a pine straw there. So now you're going to be competing against guys who might not be as good wedge players as you are, and maybe you're really confident from 100 yards or less. So you know there still might be an opportunity for a shorter guy if he plans it well enough and he's a good wedge player to actually still do well here. I mean, famously Zach Johnson laid up in all the par fives, and he won. 
So, you know, it can be done. Uh, it's We'll talk about the skill set chart in a little bit, but, you know, that might be something maybe maybe a little discounted this week is possibly lengthening hole number 13. Might make a shorter here feel a little more comfortable there. So, and then two other really quick changes. Uh, so they rebuilt the greens on seven. That's a hole that's been tweaked over the years, uh, you know, kind of negatively, in my opinion. They added a lot of trees. They lengthened it. Originally, it was supposed to be a short par four that kind of resembled the 18th at St. Andrews with the Valley of Sin. Uh, Perry Maxwell ended up adding three bunkers down in front because members kind of thought it was a little bit too easy and tricked out. Um, I think Robert Trent Jones and Tom Fazio added trees to make it really narrow. It just doesn't fit. So they re- they rebuilt the bunker again. You know, we'll see what happens. And then they uh, soften the edges around hole number four. There's been a lot of bunker sand buildup over the edges uh, over the years. They just reduced that a little bit. So yeah. other than that, though, it, the main folk, the main change was um, the 13th hole. And that's it. So I'm going to kick it over back to you. So first of all, Scott. I guess. Um, so what do you think? Do you have any strong opinions about the 13th? Any of the changes or nah? Is it like, is no, it I mean, change like how you view it at all? Not really. I mean, I feel like you're right. Like the guys are going to go driver now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cam mentioned this, like it might be off a side slope now, right? Like if you get it out that far, which I think is important, right? That's the reason why we always faded Bryson here. Like if it's not a fucking level lie, like we didn't like him on golf courses like that. So guys like that, if they want to hit it out that far, you better be ready for the ball to be below your feet and figure out how to hit it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I look, I think most of the changes that they've done have, have improved it. Like, I can't think of anything I don't like that they've changed. I, I mean, I guess what, what was, is 11 where they took the, um, the trees out? Is that what you just said? Yeah. They, they took all the trees out down the right side of 11. They basically, uh, uh, took away tiger's alley, which I yeah. rewatched the, the 2019 masters last night and. Man, the horseshoe up his ass that day. <laughs> Dude, I remember I had a mullen hour ticket. I was right. I mean, five of six guys in the last two groups hit in the water, and he didn't. Yeah. Uh Molinar hit in the water twice. Yeah. He hit I remember. it way, way right on a line that should have yep. been dead. All right. I don't want to talk about and, it anymore. And actually, what so what he was hitting on though was basically like kitty litter, essentially. It's it's the gravel that is green painted green that make it look like grass. It's actually just rocks. So he had a perfect yeah. lie, great angle to the green, got out of there at par. Uh, yeah, that was the big difference there. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, like it's definitely gonna make it more difficult. Like everything they've done seems to have worked. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to question it. Like maybe it was going to make it a little more difficult and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, going to be I mean, difficult, but it. it's still going to be, I think a pretty yeah. manageable par five. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. like a lot of these, these guys, guys have approach shots into greens and par fives of like 225, 230, like not big deal. Yeah. It's really going to come down to weather conditions, temperature. That's what I was going to say. I think. Stuff. If it's gonna be rain, if it's gonna be, it's supposed to be like warm on Wednesday, but then rain Thursday night. So if this is gonna make the course play even longer, yep. you know, okay. I mean, it's just off the tee is gonna mean even more than it normally does here, mm-hmm. right? Like long and fucking straight. Who gives a shit? Like you, you don't get in trouble here. Like, I mean, listen, you do get in trouble here. I don't mean it like that. Like, but you're gonna find yourself in trouble. But off the tee, like off the pine straw, I mean, you can you can make it you can make it work, right? It, there's no there's, there's not a huge penalty for fucking for missing off the box as long as you're long. Yeah. I mean, look, like I, I, I know there's been speculation about, you know, when Bryson actually was a competitive golfer, yeah. uh, what he could do to this golf course. Um, I can say walking it though. You can't actually do that. Like, yeah, like you don't have to be in the fairway, but where Bryson was missing, like you can't, 
access any of those pins. Right. Or you're just behind a pine tree. Or like like even if you're in that pine shot, you're still trying to punch out under limbs and everything. It doesn't really work, especially at a golf course where like like where Bryson was good is where, all right, if no one's hitting fairways, then it just comes to the contest of like who can hit the farthest. Like like there right. weren't any I didn't there's not actually any parts of the golf course he could actually access to give him an advantage over someone else. So, you know, I mean, like you can't spray it everywhere, but you're right. I mean, it's an inch and a half ryegrass rough. Uh, Patrick Cantley actually made a good point. Uh, I'm going to refer to him. Well, actually, uh, uh, some of the changes that were made to golfers, he revealed in the millennial podcast. Another tip he said that was pretty interesting is that because of how much they've lengthened this golf course, yeah. you don't actually have to shave the ball off the, off the tee anymore. Like, you know, there's the old adage or like the stereotype of, okay, you got to hit a right to left shot. Like, Guys who either you're a lefty, you know, you can hit that big slice or you can hit the draw, you know, they do a lot better at the Masters. Now it's just, okay, just hit it long and straight. And the holes are so long now that you have plenty of room to be able to kind of shape your iron shot from farther back. Yeah. Uh, just hit, just keep it right in front of you. You can hit a fade, you can hit a draw. And we've seen it, you know, for the past couple of years. I mean, you know, Tiger the last couple of years plays that power fade. Yep. So, and he won in 2019, DJ won in 2020, Scotty Sheffer won last year. So, you know, like the stereotype that, oh, well, faders, don't play him. Don't play your John Roms. Don't play your Morikawas. That's not really true anymore. Yeah. So, and Rom can hit it straight as fuck. He can. He definitely can. I mean, like his go to shot is still that power fade, but you yeah. definitely can do that. It's more important to be able to hit the ball both ways with your iron shots, yeah. which a Rom can do. Uh, I mean, most of these guys, of these guys can. you know, can hit, you know, a draw or a fade if they really had to, you know, with their irons. So that's um, what, man, that's what's terrifying about Rory with how good his driver was. Yeah. No, it's, it's, we'll get to him in a little bit, but uh, it's, it's definitely huge. So, all right. So before we get into betting strategies, and I kind of bore you a little bit, um, why don't we go down memory lane a little bit? All right. Let's do it. All right. So think about the last 10 years. Okay. What's your favorite Masters? Ooh. I mean, just Tiger, man. I mean, it's easy. Like, the best yeah. feel-good Tiger coming back and winning the Masters? Like, that's... Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, 2017 with Sergio coming back. Oh, I like Tom that Rose one, too. Fun. Yeah, because I'm a Sergio guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a like it was a two horse race, and that was before Sergio. I mean, Sergio was always an asshole, but like he hadn't won the major yeah, that's yet. Why I <laughs> you know, I I was kind of, you know, rooting for him for that point. You know, it's like all right, let's give him his major. You know, it looked like he was dead, and then he came back. That was a good one. Um, Twenty sixteen is more, I think, sad because <laughs> what happened to Speed. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a ticket on Willow that day, which is amazing. But um, yeah, no one's no one remembers 2016 for Will unless you bet on him. It's no, it's a seven on on uh, twelve there. Twelve, yeah. So awesome. uh, that's like right. that was like real, that was like real life tin cup. Another, yeah. It was it was pretty rough. Um, all right. So what's the worst Masters for the last like ten years? You think? I mean, for my pain last year, <laughs> for okay. my personal pain. Okay. How about not, I, non-gambling losses? On Cam Smith. Yeah, because because tw- 2019 was pretty painful one for me because I think I had a t- I think I bet Xander and Kepka that week, and both of them finished second. 
the tiger. So I couldn't even be fully happy for Tiger at that. So point. I so here's the deal. deal. Like I had Molinari, and yeah. I could still be happy. Like, like because uh, Molinari's soul was gone on on whatever what was it thirteen, just gone. Uh, twelve and fifteen. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. twelve. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. His soul was gone. I knew from that moment. Ah, this has no shot. Let me just poop the tiger. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. Fucking dude, you know my memory. All right, I would say the Patrick Reed year was bad. Oh yeah, because he's he's a douchebag. Well, he was also up by a lot heading to the final. Yeah, like, like only Rory actually had a chance, and then like Ricky made a fake charge. Spieth made a fake charge. What, what about what about the Decky year? Yeah, that was kind of sleepy. It kind of sucked. It, well, like, Ricky sucked. It got like, a bunch of weather delays. It got interesting when he screwed up. 15 because he hit into yeah, the water. But then Xander fucking. But then Xander had to make the, that. Yeah. You yeah. knew he had to make a shot and he put it in the fucking water. Yeah. That was. That was a bad, bad year anyway. That was fucking. No, I'm not making this political, but it was January. It was, it wasn't at the fucking, it was the same. It was the January 6th fucking. Uh, it was the same year. And fucking, I, I watched that at Mellow Mushroom, and then I watched Justin Rose. Justin Rose was first round leader there. I stopped going to that goddamn restaurant after that. I forgot he was first. You were really mad at that. I'm still mad about that. Yeah, that was a really. T- I think. Like, I, I think the field average is like a shot and a half over par. And he shot 65. It was yeah, nice. it was great. So great. I think he shot over par the rest of the rest of the uh, tournament. No, he, he's, no even even he oh, fucking even? He, yeah ended up fucking whatever it was minus seven minus eight whatever fucking <laughs> he stayed the fucking <laughs> same. Um, here, here's here's maybe a controversial one. I don't actually maybe it's not. Uh, All right. Last year kind of stunk. No, it didn't. Okay, Scott, because Scotty just ran away with it. I mean, I guess he ran away with the same thing. He ran away with it after fucking uh, a lot. Right. I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, right. I, I mean, I was on the ground, so I wasn't watching on cover, t- coverage, but there was no juice on Saturday. Now it was also fifty-two degrees and it was freezing. Right. But at that point, like after Friday, Scotty was up five. And no one was really making a charge. We were all kind of like, all right, when is Scotty going to kind of come back to the pack? And then every time they updated the, the leaderboard, which, by the way, that's the worst part of going to the Masters is that oh, I've no phones. You only right. have the giant leaderboard, you know, sporadically. And they only update every, like, 20 minutes or so. Like, you'll hear random Dude, roars. You're like, what was that? Cam like, Smith, Cam Smith that? would absolutely fucking made a charge on Sunday. Like, and then. Yeah, for two holes. Who was more than fucking two holes. He was right there. No, it wasn't. Then fucking Scotty it, chipped. No. Then Scotty chipped in from the bottom of, was it? What number was it? That was, was hole number three. three. That was hole number three, sir. Let me and that was it. And he bogeyed it, and that was it. No, he didn't bogey it. He fucking chipped in. No, Cam Smith. Oh, Cam bogeyed it. Bogeyed. Sorry, sorry. Scheffler birdied, and he put it back to like four sorry. or something. And then I think Smith got the two, and then he put it he in the water, the two. and that was it. Yeah, that was a wrap. Yeah, yeah. probably right. And then and, he, and then that allowed Scheffler to uh, four putt the eighteenth. Hey, um, after he put it, in, after he was in jail in the woods too. Fucking Christ! I, oh, Scotty on Saturday. On Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The controversial uh, Scotty, the drop. The you, drop you I, I think Scheffler is coming up your ranking of least favorite golfers. I, I guess. Like, look, I don't like his personality at all. You don't. No, not even a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't like. I'm just gonna stop. We'll just stop. How's that? The, uh, um, <laughs> the, uh, I, but I, mean, I do appreciate that he has like a, a kind of a quirky swing, right? And he, mm-hmm. and he kind of, 
does his own thing. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that he's a fucking killer. Like, I just do. Like, that dude is a fucking killer. Yeah. He he really is. I mean, I, can I, he risk, I can he really defend it? Who is it? Who's who defended it? It was Tiger, Jack, and who's the other one? Um, I'm not sure. There's only three. I'm not, I'm, only three. I'm not sure. There's only three. I know there's only three. It's Tiger, Jack, and I can't remember the fuck about it. Okay. So, I mean, of course he can defend it. He's, Somebody help he me up. Def- he defended Phoenix. He almost won at Bay Hill. He almost won different. match play. A little different. A little different. Mass well, I mean, different. he's just playing awesome golf right now. When Scotty Shepard is playing awesome golf, it's like top five lock at this point. Was I texting, was I texting you this? Or, I can't remember if I was texting Jason and, and Mike this. The, uh, he was missing those short little bunnies at match play. Maybe oh, that's, he was doing maybe that again? Yeah. So maybe that's, that's a nice. That's what got him last summer. Yeah. So maybe maybe the putting is coming down a little bit. I mean, he should have fucking dude. What he missed on the whole twenty match play it was like a fucking three and a half foot or he missed it. Yeah, I appreciate it because I know you just cash Sam Burns. <laughs> I know, that's I know, right. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Why don't we transition to? Let's do some boring stuff first. All right. Uh the skill set chart. I mean, look, like, I don't really know how much. Long, more. straight, good around the green. Long, straight, good around the green. Go with your irons. Go with your yeah. long irons. Long and, irons. Yeah, basically, like, like, like. so I, I, I put, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because all, all this chart really reveals is that you got to be really good at a lot of stuff to do well at the Masters. <laughs> Weird. Uh, you got you to be pretty long. You got to hit your long irons pretty well. You got to scramble pretty well. You got to putt pretty well. You know, these are really fast, bent grass, undulating greens. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, you, you kind of look back at all these leaderboards, and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy was playing awesome golf at this point. You know, no. he's great at a lot of stuff. Of course, he can do pretty well. I guess for me, I, and maybe, and I think it didn't take until going to Augusta National to kind of appreciate just how, how much around the green actually really matters. Because, you know, I've kind of been a little bit of a skeptic with around the green for a while because, like, just in towards your total, you know, strokes gain that you get per tournament, around the green doesn't really factor a whole lot to it. So even though, like, I would go to a tournament where, like, it would tell me I need to focus on scrimmage, it's like, all right, I mean, I'm still going to rely on ball striking and all that stuff. And, I mean, like, it's walking around the green, seeing these guys play it, you know, it's... I mean, anytime you get tight lies off of fairways onto really fast undulating greens, just it's tough, but they're not impossible shots. Like it's not like Bay Hill tough where just, it's just unfair. You know, the shot is right there for you. If it's, if you perfectly execute a shot, you can do great. You you can get it right close to the hole You save strokes, you know, all this stuff. But like, if yours is off just a little bit, it's kind of the same thing I can say with a little bit of the liners. Like, there's a very fine margin between an excellent shot and a really mediocre one. And right. that's why guys were really good with the long irons guys were excellent around the green because there really is that fine line. Um, that really is the difference maker at this place is just, you know, are you able to hit your long irons better than everybody else in order to get that birdie look yeah. or, you know, otherwise if you're sloppy with it, either you're missing a green or, you're 35, 40 feet away. You're chip, you're putting back up a severe slope, which you know there was a lot of those. I saw like hole number four yeah. is nuts. Like it's basically a like the bot. There's it's I think it's about like two tiers, and then like right in the middle of it, it's literally like a three foot slope 
like <laughs> that you got to just put up to and then just flat again. Yeah. It's have, it's what it's, it, it's wild that that place. So let me ask you something. What yeah. so if if we're thinking it's going to be wet and cold, mm-hmm. it's going to play longer. What what's the proximity that you're thinking? I mean, it's still, I mean, it, I mean, so it was, it didn't rain during last year's tournament, Yeah, but it rained a lot before that. Right. So yeah. the fairways were soft. Now let's also uh, talk about a little bit of sub air. Right. I know. So, cause why? there, why, what do you mean? Why? There's a lot of misinformation out there about sub air. I know. I know. I, I forgot. Just go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. So, I know this. And that's why I was like, why are we talking about it? Okay. Well, the general viewer <laughs> might not know this. We've, we've gotten a few more fans since then. That's true. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So just because Augusta National has sub air doesn't mean, oh, well, doesn't matter how much it rains. This can be firm greens, no matter what. Sub air only makes surfaces playable. It will remove standing water from a green, but it's still going to play soft. Like it, the moisture is still just there. So the only way to really firm out Augusta National is sun and wind. And if you don't get that, then it's not going to firm. Now, last year, we got a lot of wind, and we had low humidity, too, so it just sucked up all the moisture out of it. Yeah. That's why it played super tough last year, even yeah. though, like, it rained a lot before that. Um, so, but this year, though, it seems like with the forecast, and we'll get to it a little bit, um, you know, all it's right. going to rain at least every day. It's going to be tough keeping these firm. Um, you know, they'll still roll pretty quick because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's it's all about you know how you mow the greens at that point, based on how fast it is. But it's still be pretty soft. Um, you know, so it's going to be tough to keep these things pretty firm. Now, apparently, with the uh, the ANWA, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, the greens were super firm for that tournament. So I heard on they the radio antici- today. They were anticipating that there are going to be a lot of rain. So I, it was funny as I was listening to that driving back from Orlando on Saturday, um, and the way they were describing it, like how hard the greens were. Crazy, like so, and that's why it's because they were keeping it that way, anticipating for this week. Yeah, they basically punished the women to, uh, you know, shocking golf, golf punishing women. So weird, especially at Augusta National, the most inclusive place. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah, they don't Uh, they don't hate people of color, people of color, or people without penises. Yeah, God. (laughs) So, um, amen. Is what it is. It it is. Uh, So there's one other thing too. So I, I was always a denier of this. Uh, but I actually went to a groundskeeper at Augusta National, and I, and I was Beautiful. able to confirm Beautiful. there is sub air underneath the fairway. Now, it's not underneath all the fairway. <clears throat> it's only on certain low-level spots where water Gosh, can man. accumulate. So I actually yeah. found one at the bottom of the basin or bottom of the fairway at 9, uh, kind of close to the bottom of the hill there. Found the sub air. So, you know, I, again, similar concept with, um, you know, the greens. In order to firm up these fairways, you got to have a lot of sun and wind. Now, last year, because there just wasn't sub air throughout the entire fairway, it still played relatively soft. So it was hard to carry the ball out there. It played really long last year. Now we're going to have a tournament where colder temperatures, where the ball's not going to fly as far, and it's going to rain every single day. And they lengthened, you know, they've lengthened 15 and they lengthened 13. Yeah. This thing's going to be. A beast, beast this year as far as the lane. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna be really, really, really long. Oh my god, dude. What am I gonna do? I don't oh. want to bet Rory. I want to bet Rob. I don't want to bet Rory. This is making this is everything says that 
Is the pressure going to be too much for Rory? He wants it so fucking bad. And he oh, backed really? it. I don't want to hear about his last year's finish. He backdoored it when he was way the fuck out of contention. That shit doesn't matter. I mean, you want to get to the like weather? The pressure. Think about what he did at the Open. Think about what he did at the Open. He cracked under the pressure. He had. He knew what that moment meant and went out and fucking laid a turd. I mean, I mean, he did the same thing in 2019 in Northern Ireland. Oh, so. dude. I'm so stressed out about fucking picking between. Because I think it's going to be... We'll get to the betting show later, but it's really going to be one of the. It's going to be Ram or Rory for me, and then like maybe somebody in the twenties, and that's my card. Okay, all right. Period. All right. Why don't we take a quick break from weather first? We've been because I have a giant segment about weather coming up. All right. You want to talk about the tournament experience thing? The what? Tournament experience. Remember how we talked about like you hear there's certain level jumpers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're gonna play a game. Fun. Is, is yeah. it the game we're playing, or is that like... no? This isn't the game. This is another we'll play game. game. Want to play the game, Steve? We'll play later, okay? Okay, we're gonna what do this. Now? We're gonna do this. You're gonna enjoy it. Well, actually, you're gonna hate me after this. So we're gonna do this. Then we're gonna have a long talk about how weather affects Augusta, and this is actually important if you, for like your scoring props. That conversation. Yeah. And then we'll play the game. Play the game. Yes. Right, okay. All right. So Data Golf has a very handy tool. Well, it hasn't been updated in a couple of years, but. It's like 20 years of data, and it, it's held up a little bit. So basically, they went ahead and calculated what your expected strokes gained should be based on how many prior appearances you have in the Masters. I mean, everybody says experience matters at the Masters, but they actually quantified it this way. Right. So what it really revealed was there are kind of three, I guess, you know, level jump uh, points where if you have a certain number of Masters, or if you're playing in... A certain, you know, you're like, let's say your second master, you're expected to do this, or your sixth master, you're expected to do this. There's certain points where if it's your ex masters, you're expected to do a lot better than the previous year, like a big jump. Right. And it's in your third masters, it's in your seventh yep. masters, and it's in your yep. ninth masters. Now, the third masters, that's when it's like, okay, I played two of these things before, like, I'm going to be ready to go. Yep. Um, the seventh one is that's when you're kind of like jumping into from just contender into like competing for the win. And then you have like a long yep. sustained success at that point where you kind of peak around like your ninth or 10th masters. So, you know, every year I kind of like to go over the list with you about yes. who's playing their third masters, who's yep. playing their seventh masters, who's playing their ninth masters. Okay, let's go. And I had the list for you here. So right, before go. I do that, so the last five, last, I know I'm teasing you. Here's the last five winners of the Masters and what Masters it was for them. So Scotty Scheffler, his third Masters last I year. I know. I know. We just we blew over that, by the way. He 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 survived the elimination game that we're gonna do again last year. And it was his third Masters. Like, nah, you know, not enough experience, man. I don't think I don't think he's really gonna win for the fourth or fifth time in eight starts. Nah. We're idiots. <laughs> but he won. Uh, Hideki, it was his 10th start. So okay. kind of around, you know, nine, nine. Is, nine is when you peak. Yep. 10. It was DJ's 10th start. Okay. Uh, it was Tiger's 22nd. Well, that's what I've yeah. Uh, and then it was Patrick Reed's fifth start, which the sixth year, you know, it's kind of around this that, right. that point. All right. So, all right. So here are the guys who are in their third masters. And there's only two guys in the field for a third time. Uh, I'll get rid of the guy you don't care about. Scott Stallings, it's his third Masters. Who cares? Yeah, thank you, though. How about we have a conversation about Will Zalatoris, though? 
No. This is third masters. Don't care. Don't care. Something's Something's wrong with them. Okay. New swing. Listen, you sent me a fucking video breakdown of the swing and why it's no, that, different. That was Fitzpatrick. Oh, that was. That's, that's right. But, but either way, Will Zalatoris has a, another broken man. So Will Zalatoris swing is different. I, I listen. I just can't. Like I'm just not going to do it. So here's the just funny thing. It. Like you would think with a back injury, he would be suffering off the tee. He's, He's not. not. He's actually no. pretty good. It's his it's irons. Not, uh, irons. Irons and putting. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the putter, I'm not surprised. The putter, I'm not surprised at, but the irons, yeah, maybe it was it's the new swing. It's it's more it's more inside. It's more inside out. That could be that, weird. That could be the fact that he had to adjust his swing off the tee. It probably bled into his irons. Yeah, but he has what two top tens there? Yeah. Third master. He hasn't finished worse than sixth or sixth or seventh here. What do you yeah. think his number is going to be by the time it tees up? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. I think he. Could, I think that's probably right. I think maybe briefly touch 40. Oh, maybe. I think so. I think there's a lot of guys who are going to get bet down to like low 20s and teens. You just told me Brooks got bet down. What did Brooks get? Brooks got Yeah, he's under 30 now. Fucking ridiculous. I know. Unbelievable. Side note, by the way, how many... How uh how are those guys feeling about you know saying you had to bet Max Helmet at twenty five and I've seen I've seen a thirty four on him this week. Yeah, my so that's yeah, why that's why you don't no, jump don't too quick yeah. on these outrights, especially anything under forty to one. Sorry for the clank of the glass. That's okay. Yeah. All right, back to the conversation. All right, who's at seven? Seven. It's an interesting list. Okay. Let's get some names out of the way you don't care. About. You say interesting, it's sarcastic. Go ahead. Let's get some names out of the way that you don't care about first. Fair enough. I don't think you care about Tommy Fleetwood this week, right? No. Maybe, maybe like a positional, but he's not winning, right? Yeah. No, he's not. Okay. Winning. All right. This is Bryson DeChambeau, seventh Masters. Fuck off. No way. Okay. This is Russell Henley's seventh Masters. <laughs> no. Fuck off. No okay. Way. Get ready to hate me now. All right. Come on. Okay. This is John Rahm's seventh Masters. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Game, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This is Cam Smith's seventh Masters. Oh no! Oh, is it really a seventh Masters? Seventh Masters. What numbers are you seeing on Smith? Like low twenties. Twenty twenty-two. I'm such a sucker. Okay. <laughs> it's Patrick Cantley's seventh Masters. Oh God. He's playing good. Is he? Yeah, his 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 ball striking around the green, off the tee, he's hitting it far, it's like bank gra- some it's, distance. It's bank grass. So the interesting yeah, thing is, he's not, so last year he finished like thirtieth. Tee the green, he was awesome. He stunk on the greens, and he stunk in twenty twenty one too. His bank. Yeah, he got cut. Well, twenty twenty one he got cut. Twenty twenty two last year was like a thirty foot. Like, well, no, I was. Like, I, you said twenty twenty one. I said he got cut because I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, year so, right so he got off to a he got off to a good start. Really bad over the weekend. Hit the ball great. Couldn't putt. Weird. I mean, I'm wondering if maybe the cool weather with the putting with him, but uh, like, like you don't. Back? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like yeah. it's Bentgrass Greens. He should be good there, and he, he's been bad. So, but seventh Masters for uh, Rom. Patrick Cantley. Rom Cantley. All right. Smith, the seventh years. Do you know who seventh Masters it is? It is. Keegan Bradley, seventh master. <laughs> I don't care about that. He's not winning the Masters, bro. I love Keegan, my favorite fucking golfer. Although, I, oh let, let me let me uh, throw a little bit of uh, let me make the case for Keegan. 
Oh God! Why? 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 Don't, right. don't make the case. So his me. last two wins have come when it came with a lot of rain, rain, and it was pretty cold. Oh, the BMW in 2019, where they had the money finish, where it just rained buckets, and the Zozo last fall. And then there was that cold, rainy Wells Fargo that he should have beat Max Homa at. Oh, when it rains, go with Keegan. Hey, what's funny is this, so the only fucking piece of... All right, go closer to the mic. We can't hear you. Bro. Sorry, sorry. You got me all stressed out. Okay. The, um, <laughs> the, so the only piece of content I listened to uh, this week was Andy's uh, preview. Yeah. And he was talking about that maybe because of these greens, the aim point guys... Might have an advantage, possibly. And I was like, my brain immediately went to Keegan, and I was like, "Oh no, man, you can't do it." What's no, he Keegan? hasn't been putting all that great. He hasn't. No, great with long irons, straight and long. Yeah, I hate you. I okay. hate you so much. All I right, hate, I hate well, you. you're gonna hate me again. <laughs> it's a Siwoo Kim seventh Masters. Oh, God, I told you this was a good list. We got all your boys. We got all oh my Tom, guys. We got Cam Smith. <laughs> we got Keegan. We got Siwoo. Oh my all god! No, you oh. are gonna lose so much money <laughs> on all these guys. <laughs> I told you you're gonna hate me for this list because oh that's god. gonna stick in your brain the rest of this week. Oh no, dude! I fucking I. And that's why? like the seventh Masters is like the all right. This is like big time, like big level jump here. What number is Rory's Masters? Oh, this Wait. is like this is like his fifteenth. Like fifteenth, fourteenth, yeah. Oh, we're so we're so cute. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Oh my god, dude! Why? Like, <laughs> this is the worst. As soon as I compiled that list, it's like, oh my god. This is your list. And you love this shit, too. You I do. love this shit. This is my favorite shit. All right. There's the ninth guys, and it's a bad list. You got Danny Willett. You got Billy Horschel. No. You got Matt Fitzpatrick. Boo. Sweet. Yeah. Right. There you go. Sweet. Oh, great. I'm, I'm, glad I don't like, I'm glad I don't like the third or the ninth, but I like almost everyone on the fucking seventh. There right. you go. Beautiful. All right. All right. So that's the tournament experience. Let's talk about some weather and how it impacts the Masters, and let's go then to the game. And then just some final thoughts. Okay. So what's unique about the Masters is, like, it's the only major we see the same golf course every single year. And whenever we get certain weather conditions, it get kind of a drastic golf course. There's, we, there's conditions where it can play absolutely the easiest, kind of like it did in 2020, where everybody kind of lit the place DJ. up. Yep. Or the extreme, you know, the extreme, you know, 2016 where the wing score is, I think, six under, and just, I think, like, seven guys are under par. Maybe that, six guys. Yeah. Will it, will it was six under? Yeah, Will was six under that that week. So, okay. all right. So, this is the, this is, if you want a real, if you want a birdie fest Masters, this is the recipe. No. You want temperatures above 80 degrees. You want a lot of humidity, because at that point, when you got 80 degrees and humid, the ball is going to carry a lot farther in that. So you're going to increase your driver distance. Um, with the humidity, the air is less dense. The ball can go farther. When Also in humidity, the greens can kind of suck in a little more moisture. So even if it doesn't rain, it still create, you know, softens up just a little bit. And any sort of moisture on these greens helps tremendously with these guys' you know, approach shots. Uh, and then soft conditions, especially after rainfall, 
uh, kind of like what we saw in 2021 where uh, it was pretty tough and then it rained and then everybody kind of lit up the back nine uh, once they resume play. Anytime after it rains and stops, like Augusta, you got to go attack it. Yeah. Um, and then any low wind, especially from the east and unless the south. Unless you're, unless you're JT, and then unless you're JT, and then you just like, yeah, you just, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. I want to do it. Exactly. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so any low wind from the east and the south. So basically, what happens with the you know any easterly winds, all uh, your protests in the thirteen and fifteen, the par fives, that's all downwind at that point. Um, let's see. I mean, your tee shot on number uh, one is downwind. Uh, your tee shot on four, the really long par four, three, that's downwind too. Uh, so anything from like the south and the east, it really helps you on these holes. Um, so that's why it's pretty advantageous. And usually with an east or a southerly wind, kind of comes warmer temperatures, kind of just builds upon itself at that point. All right. If you want really hard masters, if you want 2016, if you want last year even, you want cold temperatures, you want below 70 degrees, you want low humidity. So at that point, the ball is just dead. It doesn't go as far. In low humidity or dry conditions, the ball just dies in the air. It's uh it's more dense or uh it's more dense at that point. So ball doesn't go as far. Uh the greens can't pick up any more moisture if it's not raining. Uh if there's no rainfall at all, and if there's a lot of wind, especially from the north and the west, that is your recipe for car crash masters. So again, you know, I just talked about with northern and western winds, uh, like we saw last year, your par fives are going to play into the wind. So your approach shot into um, eight, that runs from south to north, that's into the wind. Uh, your approach shot into 13, that's coming in uh, from the east to the west, 15. That's why they couldn't go forward in two. So anytime you get a west wind or a north wind, colder temperatures, and usually when you have a west and north wind, that brings colder temperatures with it, kind of plays upon itself. And then you have firm conditions. That is the recipe for a hard master. So I actually went a step further this year because last year I just kind of gave you that. I actually went and calculated the average scores for certain uh, weather conditions. Okay. Okay. Let's start with temperatures, daily highs. Anytime it's above... Um, what's funny is that anything between 70 plus is around 72.8 is your average score. Now, again, like this is also factoring into a lot of factors. Like there could be wind, there could be rain, but just taking any rounds where the temperature was above 70, fairly benign. Like, you know, a little bit over par. You know, if you got no wind and play under par, you know, it's anytime it's really warm temperatures, it's comfortable. About 72.8. When it gets below 70, the average score goes up to 74 and a half. Okay. So you see that like in 2016, you see it like it did last year. Um, usually with colder temperatures can bring some wind, some drier conditions. That's why you get some harder, you know, masters. So usually hmm. anytime you get colder temperatures, you kind of get some more elements that bring some more difficult conditions. All right. So less than 70 degrees, the difficulty goes way up. Wind, I'd say that's probably the second biggest factor of actually, I would probably say that's the most important factor about how you know it looks like it's what southwest is what it's looking like, yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about like gusts first. So, less than 10 miles per hour, the average score is 72 and a half, 10 to 15, 73.1, 15 plus 74.2. Yeah, that's kind of self explanatory at that point. Got so, it. uh, but direction though, 
if it's from a northerly direction, and that includes like east, northeast, northwest, just anything with like north in it, uh, average uh, score is 73.6. From the east is 72.5. From the south, 73.1. And from the west, 73.7. So north and west basically apparently is about the same difficulty. And then you combine the two, that's usually the most difficult conditions uh, of all. So look at wind direction this year. That's going to dictate how scores are going to be for any given day. Uh, humidity. Less than 50% humidity, that's really dry conditions. Your average score is 73.9. Anything between like 50 and 60, 73 flat, and 60 plus, 72 and a half. Again, like really humid conditions, usually it's really warmer. Bring some thunderstorms, soften the golf course. Anything under 50%, no thunderstorms, usually no rain. Cooler conditions, drier conditions, that's why it's tougher. Uh, and then rainfall during the tournament, anything with more than a 10th of an inch, like of rainfall during the tournament, 72.8, anything less than that or no rain, uh, it's about half a stroke harder. So let's talk about the weather forecast right now. Obviously it's early, but let's kind of play it out a little bit. What certain days, and then I can kind of maybe project what the average score is going to be and maybe help with the cut line sure. and the winning score. I also have a very good nugget, uh, for first round leader. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, we'll save that for Tuesday. Yeah. Well, no, actually, no, we'll actually your video. Yeah, yeah, we'll save it for the video. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with Thursday. This is from AccuWeather. There are a lot of forecasts, and it's going to change. Let's just assume AccuWeather is 100% right on this. So, all right. So, Thursday, yeah, cloud cover, very warm and humid with a thunderstorm. High 85, south-southwest winds, 6 to 15 miles per hour. 80% chance precipitation, 0.3 inches of rain expected, 74% average humidity. Yep. So we got some favorable conditions there. Low wind, warm, a lot of humidity. Now, the fact that it's going to rain during the tournament, like if they stop play and then resume and it's not raining, these guys are going to eat this place up. It's just raining during play. You know, that could cause some trouble. But I say kind of given combined like a lot of average scores, you know, I kind of weighed things you know differently as far as like, you know, ease and, you know, He's a scoring. I would say probably about around 72 is probably going to be the average score. Maybe a little below that too. Uh, I, I think guys are really going to, you know, assuming they're playing, you know, when they're playing, I, I think these guys are going to really eat up on Thursday. Uh, I expect very low scores. Uh, Friday. Cold front's going to come, a little bit of a cold front's going to come through. Uh, you got cloudy and cooler, a couple thunderstorms, high 68, northeast wind. So that's important. 10 to 24 miles per hour now. So now flips into the north. That's a harder direction, and it's, um, it's uh, higher. Still going to have a significant chance of rain, 88% chance um, of rain, 74% humidity again. So you got kind of offsetting factors. You got rain softening up the golf course. You got humidity, you know, to make it, a little, you know, balls can travel a little farther. Yeah, a little bit colder temperatures. You got the wind, though, and it's from the north. You know, I, I think it's going to play a little tougher. I think probably about 73 and a half that day, just because of the north wind, you know, a little cooler, too. I'd say a, pl a cut line at that point, probably around plus one or plus two. So if you're going to bet a cut line, you know, if you see like a 144 and a half or so, I would bet the under on that. Yeah. Um, I think last year was plus four, but that day on Friday. Sure, it was a fucking brute. I was surprised it was it even was plus four. I thought it was gonna be like plus five or six at that point. Like guys Pretty were sure. guys were ejecting hard yeah, that day. Like Spieth, <laughs> I think shot like a seventy-seven. Sander was horrible. Let me, let me ask you let, while we talk about the cut thing, right? So there's the trends, and I know we'll get to it. I'm sure it's part mm -hmm. of your trend. And I saw something on on uh, Twitter earlier uh, that 
the winners had made their uh, last uh, cut at the Masters, and and Spieth and Xander missed the cut last year. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I don't usually do those trends. I I did more statistical trends, like yeah, I'm mean, doing. All right, all right. Because I mean, sometimes that stuff would kind of be, you know, all right. It's not right, foolproof. It's right. like we've tried. Of course, those. it's not fucking foolproof. All right, yeah, I know. All right, we've tried those before. Like, all right, yeah. like you know, at the PGA, you missed a cut one of your five coming in, yeah. and then like apparently that was a hundred percent. That got broken immediately. Like, no. I yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. I think you're just right. in general, if you're just pretty good at Augusta, and I mean, those guys were caught in the wrong wave last year. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of was what it okay. was. All right, all right. So then so, we got the. Cut. All right. So, anyways, I, I think cut line probably plus one, plus two, yeah. is what is what I'm thinking based on like you know, soft conditions, humid. You know, Friday. You know, not the warmest temperatures, but you got a little bit of wind, especially from the north. That's going to make it tough, especially in these par fives. Um, you know. I, I, plus one, plus two. All right, Saturday. This looks like probably the toughest day of the ball. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, first of all, it's going to de- it's going to depend on how much it rains that day, like during play. Like, are they going to leave on Sunday? What's going to happen? Let's say they get it all in on Saturday. Um, high of fifty nine. That is chilly uh, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking freezing where I live, buddy. Yeah. And it, it's that's going to be pretty uncomfortable for these guys. Uh, you got. Northeast wind about 15 to 22 miles per hour. That's pretty significant. That's average wind speed, probably about like 20, you know, overall uh, from the north. Again, a very difficult wind to play at at Augusta National. Now 60% or now 60% chance of precipitation, about quarter inch of rain expected. Humid though, again, 78% humidity. So again, that's going to allow the ball to travel a little farther. Yeah. So I think probably average score around, you know, considering that's probably tough to say, probably about 73 and a half. You know, it, it's going to be probably tough for these guys. So, and then Sunday, you know, not as bad. The wind dies down. Now it's coming from the east-northeast direction, so more of an easterly direction. That's the easiest wind to play in. That's going to help these guys on Sunday. You know, they're going to be able to score a little better. Uh, it's going to be lighter winds. It's going to be a little warm. It's going to be 66 degrees. It's going to be a little humid. Um, you know, it's going to rain a little bit too. You know, so I think it's. Pro- I think Sunday uh, is probably going to, Maybe play a little tougher than what Thursday did because, you know, a little tougher so? Sunday. Well, I mean, considering it is still going to be a little cooler than what it was on Thursday. And usually it's the Sunday tougher is a little bit more tougher pins. Hmm. So, I mean, like, I think like 72.7 All right. or 72.6. Like, yeah, you know, it'll play a little bit over par, but it's not going to be as bad as what the previous two days were. Okay. Like it. All right. So, giving all of that, um, so since 2015, the winner of the Masters has gained about four strokes per round on the field total. So let's say those projections are true. That comes out to a winning score around 11 under or 12 under, which is fairly reasonable based on what some other Masters were. I think Tiger was 13 under. Um, I think, uh, let's see, Reed was, I think, 15 under. Uh, Scotty was, I think 10 under, but he probably should have been 12 under, but that was a complete outlier from last year. Yeah. Um, you know, you got really big birdie years like Spieth. That was really warm and muggy and no wind throughout the entire tournament. That was yeah, 18 true. under DJ yeah, was 20 true. under. So it's not gonna be no. that 20. Under. I think like low teens under par. I was gonna say 12. Yeah. I think that's probably reasonable. I think 11, 12, 13 probably uh, is reasonable. I mean, maybe you get a guy who's really come out there. Like it's not gonna be the most difficult masters, but. You know, I, I, it's going to be challenging. Um, I don't think guys are going to, you know, really 
pile it up, especially on Friday and Saturday. I think those are going to be pretty tough days. So I'd say 11, 12 under, which would be about uh, for a score like 277 or so, 276 and a half for your over under. Yeah. You know, so bet accordingly. I like it. Okay. All right. All right. Are you ready to play a game? Can we, thank you. Yes, let's play the game. Play the game. So we're going to do the same thing we did last year. And we're going to take more of a statistical approach to this. Because like you just mentioned, you know, you can do things like, all right, well, he finished, you know, if you finish top 10 at Riviera, then you're, you know, you end up having a better chance of winning the Masters. Or, um, you know, if you were born in the 80s in May, then you're, you know, have a better chance. But if you look at other, like the past winners, based on what they did in the first like couple months of the year, not really a huge surprise. I would probably say the biggest surprise was Hideki. Hideki, absolutely. But he was treading in certain areas statistically where it's like, all right, kind of makes a little more sense. Um, I mean, Danny Willett, he didn't have any stats over here, but he was playing pretty well when he did come over here. He won over in Dubai. Like, you know, he just recently had finished. Uh, he was a 36-hole leader at the Open Championship the previous summer. So he finally got in the mix there, was playing well, and things kind of fell into place for him. In retrospect, not a huge surprise. So so I know I took this more of a statistical basis. I kind of looked at what these guys are doing from January 1st to the eve of the Masters, and I noticed a couple of things. Okay. So first of all, none of these guys were gaining less than 0.73 strokes per round T to green. I mean, 0.73? 0.73. 0.73. The okay. lowest was, and who recorded that? Uh, that was, I think, Hideki. Must have been Hideki. Yeah, be. that was the that was the bare minimum for him. Everybody right. else was just right. doing really well. T Green, which makes a lot of sense right. because you got to do a lot of things well at Augusta National. Of course, you're playing pretty well in a lot of different areas. Yeah, um, do well. Yeah, you yep. do well. Nobody had negative. Well, this isn't technically true, but. Hideki had the lowest strokes gain off the tee per round since January 1st, and it was point, negative 0.01. So essentially, no okay. one was negative right. off okay. the tee. And most guys, like, that was pretty, like, an outlier. Most guys were gaining at least, like, at least 0.2, like, half a stroke off the tee. Okay. You know? uh, Bubba was gaining 1.75 strokes per round off the tee in 2014 when he won. Remember when Bubba was good? That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Sergi was getting a stroke and a uh, stroke and a quarter off the tee the year he won. Like Jesus. some big, some big numbers. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. For real. So essentially, basically, you know, if you're losing strokes off the tee, you don't win. Uh, no one though has lost strokes uh, with their approach shots head again from the Central Tournament champions on. And no one has had less than 0.23 strokes per round uh, gained on the field. Okay. On to win. So that's okay. like your bare minimum right there. That's a good. Cut. Okay. All right. Here's a big one. And I right. I try to emphasize this at the beginning of the show. No one has had negative strokes gained around the green from the Century Tournament champions up until the Masters and ended up winning. And the bare minimum was 0.12, which okay. actually is kind of significant considering okay. that, you know, around the green doesn't contribute a whole lot to total, you know, strokes gained. Right. You know, not only you got to be positive, you got to be doing it fairly well. Okay. Um, putting is definitely hit or miss. Like you've had some really good putters coming in. You've had some really bad putters. I don't Again. really look at that at okay. that point. I don't think there really is a strong trend either way. So, and like there are a lot of examples of guys who are bad putters who've been really good at Masters, like Will Zalatoris, Cal Morikawa, and Hideki, Corey Connors, even. 
Maury's Maury's interesting. He is. He is. So there's that. There's also no one has gained less than 0.61 strokes per round combined with your approach shots and irons coming in too. Like that's fairly significant. So, you know, as long as you're making it up, you know, let's say you're not as doing quite as well with your irons. We're not losing. If you're just a God around the green, make it up. 0.61 is basically your bare minimum there. That was done by, um, who was that? Uh, Sergio coming in, but he was gaining like over stroke off the team. He was driving it insane that year. Okay. And then you got some other stuff. Uh, everybody has had at least a top 10 in any prior major championship before winning. Um, yeah. 10 of 11 have won either on the PG tour or European tour, uh, at least once in the last two years. So that takes care of a couple guys in this yeah. field. No. And that's all I did. That's all how right. I, uh, eliminated a bunch of guys. All right. Let's get to the list. Let's go. All right. So let's pull up the list. Let's start with. If you're gaining less than 0.73 strokes per round T to green from the century tournament champion. So now. You're out. All right. Out. Now, before I get to the list, mm. I know Data Golf actually did capture some strokes gained by category at the match play. I'm not including. Oh, it's got to be eliminated. I'm not including it. I, okay. I can so- refer to it, but I'm not including it because it was not included in any of this other stuff. So I'm not okay. including it. All right, fair okay. enough. So some notables who are cut: uh, Sam Burns nope. is cut. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is cut. Justin Rose is barely cut. Oh, I like Rosie this week. Yeah, he's been playing well uh, around the green. Um, he hasn't been quite as good. I think it was DFS. I don't think he's actually going to win. His numbers like sixty. Yeah, and all, yeah. So good. I got him gaining uh, since the beginning of the year, point uh, seven strokes TD green. So just missed. Okay. But he's actually he's slightly positive off the tee, slightly positive around the green. So his off the tee's been good lately. Weird. Uh, actually, it's not been good. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been fine. Yeah. For him, it's it's field average, which is good okay. for him. Uh, Adam Scott's cut. Uh, unfortunately, for Keegan Bradley, he's also cut. Yeah, I know. yeah. Okay. No one has lost strokes off the tee from the Century Tournament champions to Augusta and one. Okay. Two guys you don't care about: Tom Hoagie and Danny Willett. Well, too short. Xander Xander is losing strokes off the tee since the Century. Xander's gone. But barely. Remember how I talked about Hideki is losing 0.01? Yeah. Xander's losing 0.02. So here's the thing. Would he get eliminated? Would he get eliminated with any other stat moving forward? No. So here's here's the I went back and looked at match play. Because again, Data Golf said he lost strokes. I'm like, all right, we just drove the ball like crap. I looked at his shot link from the Rory match. He was driving it awesome. Awesome, dude. Awesome. And you, and if you look at, like, it seems like he's been losing strokes because he wasn't hitting it very far. He was driving it past Rory and a lot of these. Oh, holes. he was. He was, dude. That, I told, that told I, like, I, I don't know if I was talking to you when I was talking to Andy on his pod. Like, Xander really fucking, like, he put his fucking balls on the fucking table yeah. on that match play. Like, I, I was very encouraged by the match play. Yeah. So, for this game, we're going to eliminate him. But I don't think you should. Based no, on what I, I said, that's, that's not eliminate him then. Point point two. Well, for this game, we're gonna leave him off. Fine, okay. fine, fine, fine. But I, I I think he's still very viable. Okay. Um, let's see. 
No one of anybody. So right now we have uh, 25 guys or less. Okay. So uh, all of them are gaining um, with their approach shots heading in. Right. Uh, but there are two guys who are gaining less than 0. 0.23 strokes per round with their approach shots. Okay. Uh, Keith Mitchell and Will Zaltoris. Now we're going to some names. Anytime we get to the around the green guys. By Vic. By Morikawa. Negative around the green. By Cameron Young. Yeah, that makes sense. By Victor Hovland. By Terrell Hatton. By Corey Connors. By Taylor Moore and by Gary Woodland. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then the guy I don't mind I don't I don't mind more as a debutant, by the way, but we can get it right. Okay. Back, back and then the, the guys who are gaining less than 0. 0.12 strokes per round around the green by Shade Lowry. Okay. By yes. Tony Finau. Ooh. Goodbye, Max Homa. Makes sense. And goodbye, Kyle Morikawa. But okay. Kyle Morikawa is barely. Okay. So he's another barely guy. He's actually been pretty good lately, and he's gaining .1 around the green since the Central Tournament Champions. Okay. I think there's some things you can nitpick with his game for this place, but maybe we'll get that to the end. Okay, so now we are down to 13 guys. Yeah. Guys who are getting less than .61 strokes per round with their approach training around the green combined. We bid you adieu, Siwoo Kim. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Um. And then, of the guys remaining, have you never had a top 10 in a major? Goodbye, Tom Kim. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So we have 11 guys remaining. Okay. Can you All name right. some off the top of your head that we haven't named yet? Obviously, Rory, the big Rom, th- obviously the big three. Yeah. Rory, Rom, Scotty, Spieth. So we got rid of Xander. We got rid of Finau, so Cantlay. Yep, five. Uh I mean, not guys that I'm like thinking about. I guess okay. the much maligned Justin Thomas is still standing. Oh, JT. Okay. Jason Day is still standing. Oh, Day. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah. You know who's still, great. You know who's still standing? No. Yeah, Decky is still standing. Yeah, Decky still standing. Fine, makes sense. Song JM is still standing. Tommy Fleetwood is still standing. And Chris Kirk is still standing. Get out of here. Yeah. That's funny. He's been getting, I got him getting 0.2 off the tee since the tournament champions, a half a stroke with his irons and uh, 0.6 around the green. Okay. Pretty good. You know, he finished fifth at uh, Southern Hills last year. That's uh, Perry Maxwell, all the comps to Augusta, blah, 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 blah. blah. Has he played Murfield? I feel like Murfield's like the best comp. Murfield Village? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, Murfield Village is a lot more penal in this place. Sure. So, all right. So let's say about it though. This king is going to be pretty cold. I'd say probably cold. Over cold for the south. Wet. Long. So uh, how about we eliminate guys who just aren't long off the tee? Yep. Okay. Goodbye Hideki. Yep. Goodbye Sungjae. Yep. Goodbye Tommy Fleetwood. Goodbye yep. Chris Kirk. Yep. So we are left with seven, seven, seven guys. Seven guys. You were left with your big three yep. in Scheffler, Rom, Spieth. Cantlay. Or, or Scheffler, Rom, no, Rory. Rory. Cantlay, Spieth, JT, Jason Day. Now, also, 
Jason Day has not won within the last two years. No, so he's gone. He's gone. Bye bye. So really, it's it's six guys: Cantlay, JT, yeah. Rory, Spieth, Rom, Scheffler. Okay. Good luck picking. <laughs> it's, it's it's only like the top of the board at that point. It really is, and it's like so. But it it did it did help weed out. out a lot of guys. You know, it, it weeded out now. It weeded out Homa. It weeded out Morikawa. You know, guys. Who and have, there's arguments to be made. And there's arguments to be made that we'll make on the DFS and the bet show. Like, look, home is a different play now. Does it really make sense? And Xander missing by so little. Same thing. You know what I mean? Like with, with the stats. Like, I don't know. We'll okay. see. Now you mentioned, by the way, like, what about the live guys? Well, there's no stats. I'm just going to make this take. None of those guys are going to win this week. Oh, they're not going to win. Like, listen, they might do well. They right. might come with potential. Uh, you know, positional. You can't tell me. The type of golf they've been playing, what little golf they've been playing since right. January 1st, and you're just going to walk into the Masters and just win? No fucking shot. No chance. Unless like, you can't. Unless you can't. Their prep was Mayakoba and uh, Dub Mountain and some no. cow pasture next to Lake Okeechobee. And, <laughs> it is Lake Okeechobee. How yeah, did you know that? Basically. That's uh, hilarious. And the Oman Open. Like, DJ yeah. has played nine rounds competitively. Cam Smith has played, I think, 14. Uh, Neiman's actually been the most active. He's played 18. And most of these guys on the PGA Tour, better competition, tougher weather conditions, tougher golf courses, and they're, like, playing, like, 30 rounds. Like, they're double the round of, of play, which doesn't sound like a lot, like 12, 13, 14 more rounds, but that's, like, three or four extra tournaments. Yeah. They're not going to win. So yeah. I'm crossing okay. off all of them. Like I'm, I'm not tempted by the Brooks Koepka number. I'm no. not tempted to go with Cam Smith. I'm not tempted by like a Joaquin Neiman or Patrick. Like none of those guys. Like I, and they're not going to. DFS and positionals are a different story. Yeah, sure. DFS and positionals are a different story. Absolutely, but most people care about the outright stuff, and I'm not, I'm not going to be tempted to betting that number. I don't care really what DJ numbers end up falls to. Like, like great if he ends up falling to. 40 to one. That means his top 10 number is going to be better. I'll probably just bet that at that point. He's not going to win though. I agree. I would agree. That's that. All right. right. Well, that's all I got except for, I guess. So how about you just name off top of your head? Because you said there's only five guys who can win. Yep. So who are they? Rory, Rom, Spieth, Xander, Okay. Or Fino. I'm going back and forth between the two. All right. I mean, taking some of the guys in the elimination game and the guys who got eliminated. It's going to play long. A lot of these guys, even though I kind of nitpicked them, either still gaining in this category or still playing relatively well, they have good experience with the Masters. I, th- I think 11 guys. I think it's 11. Okay. Uh, you got your big three, Scheffler, Rory, Rom. Uh, I think Spieth can win, obviously. I think Cantlay can win. Based on what he's been doing, he finally had a decent finish at a a major last summer. Maybe that's going to carry him. I don't know about the weather, if that's really going to be good for him, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I do think JT can win. I don't think it's been as bad as what people think it is. Like, the iron numbers have still been okay. Off the tee has been better. Can't putt worth a shit. Hideki wasn't putting either. That's fair, I guess. Morikawa and Zalatoris weren't putting either, and they just yeah, turned they, around. they haven't won the Masters. 
I mean, I'm just saying they, they did well. Um, I think Jason Day can win, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 Day completely lost my mind just because he's so he's going to be so chalky. He and he like, is. Everybody's off. God, he's playing good, but like I also think back to this year. When is he, has he actually been in the mix for a win? He hasn't been. He hasn't. The closest I can name is Tory. Other than that, it's been a lot of really solid top ten finishes, which look really good in the stroke game categories, which we're going to look very good as a top ten positional prop for me this year because he's awesome around the green. I think obviously that matters here. He's going to make his way on my betting card. But it's probably not going to be an outright. Oh yeah. Well, um, I Xander can definitely win. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the iron play in the around the green is incredible. My outrights are going to be incredibly short, but I'm going to have all types of positionals and fucking all types of other shit. Like, mm-hmm. I bet you I'm only going to bet max three guys. Max. Probably. Max. And, then, and then a couple more. I mean, Finau can win. I don't love that he's trending downward around the green, though. That's not I great. Think, I feel like he's been playing that well lately. Either. And he hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, irons have been awesome. Off the tee has been... Now he's trending downward around the green, which is concerning. Yeah. Because that was really good for a while. I don't love seeing that, but he can win. I mean, Homa has the game to win. I just, there really is uh, precedent for guys who you got to have at least a little bit of taste of being in the mix. No. And he just hasn't. Like, it, like sure, if you want to go back and say, well, he finished like 12th or 13th at the PJ last year, he was a non factor. He wasn't close to the league. Like it, that, that's right. not what it takes. Like you look at all these surprise guys, like your Willets or Lowry's or Woodlands or Reed, like Reed finished second at the PGA the year prior to winning the masters. He was in the mix. Woodland was 30, was 36 hole leader of Bell Reed. The next year he wins at Pebble. Lowry was yeah. 54 hole leader of Oakmont. And then a couple of years later, he wins. Will was 36 hole leader at open championship. All these guys, all these surprise guys that you think, well, he could do it too. Right. They all had a taste. And sure, Maxwell has been great there, or great so far this year. He has never he has not been in the crucible yet. So I'm not saying Max Homa can't play well. He will probably play um, you know, he'll probably be on my betting card. It's not for something, probably top ten. I think it's really set up well for like a good Max Homer. I hope he does well because I like him a lot for the PGA and the US Open, but I, I'm not gonna be able to win. And then the last guy. So can how a Morikawa win a tournament where you got to hit it really long? I know that's the only thing that's holding me up a little bit. Yeah, and I, I still don't trust him in weather. I don't. You trust not true. <laughs> Is it weather or wind? All right, listen, we can break this down with the betting show and all that yeah. shit. So, all right. What else you got? Anything other than your fucking beautiful article that you put out? Thank you. I mean, it basically summarized all this. Um, have you bet anybody yet? No, fuck no. Wait, I'm waiting until right. I'm waiting for the drift tomorrow. All right, I bet I bet one guy. Um, I found go. a 29 on Xander. I took it. Oh, I would take that all day. Because I I only got a 22. I was hoping to at least get a 25. Yeah, I, I, I feel hoping. I feel like that number is going to be low 20. It's low 20s at DraftKings and Bet Rivers. Uh, it's 29 on FanDuel. Uh, I, t- I took that. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely take I also that. have the ability to cash out in case he gets mushed. Yep. Uh, but there's a couple guys at 29. So oh, Jason Day was at 20. Think about that. Yeah. Oh. So Jason Day's, I'm actually going to do a scouting report and see who that guy has picked yeah. uh, so far this year. Yeah. So kind of know. Uh, so Jason Day's 29 at FanDuel. Tony Finau's 29 at FanDuel. Morikawa's 29 at FanDuel. 
Uh, home was 34, which, you know, sorry if you cooked 25 on him a couple, about a month ago. So, but the only one of that group I bet was Xander. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing yet. I got nothing yet. Okay. So, right. but, um, nothing yet. And then I'm probably going to take either it's single bullets, Scheffler, McElroy, or Rom, yeah. or take two of JT Cantley Spieth. All right, we can save it for the, we can save it for the, let's save it for the bet, Joe. I know. Bet, Joe. Okay. We got DFS tomorrow. We got Bearhoff on. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker is super shot. And uh, I already sent him a lineup and I said, hey, how does this win a million dollars? And he uh, he said, I have some thoughts. It included Kevin Nye and Cam Champ. Yeah, exactly. It included Kevin Nye and Cam Champ. All right. Don't, uh, have, don't have Kevin Nye on that, on that roster. <laughs> I know. The, uh, but other than that, man, listen, it's fucking Masters Week. We got. Like I said, we got Bear Off on tomorrow. We got Pamela Maldonado from the Iowa Sportsbook on a Tuesday. You guys know where to find Steve um, in our Discord channel. You can find me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. Uh, and yeah, I, listen, go go try to win a fucking driver. What are you guys doing? Go win a driver. If I could do it, I would do it. I mean, it's fucking free. It's like a $500 driver. Go do it. Other than that, it's Masters Week. Jim Nance sucks and a stupid burnt toast and he's bad to waitress. But other than that, Let's go, man. I'm ready, Steve. You ready, baby? We gotta, I am we gotta, ready. Hey, I'm fucking ready. Like, I feel like we're gonna, I feel like I'm, I'm feeling the vibes like, uh, like President's Cup vibes. That's how, okay. that's how, that's, that's how, and no, I take it back. Ryder Cup vibes. I have Ryder Cup vibes about this week. Okay. Or when books are hanging uh, under par at Kiwa when it was 50 mile per hour wins. Let's go. That like, week. dude, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, they, they hang so many fucking square numbers out and just leave them fucking hanging. Ooh, baby, let's go. Let's go. All right. Other than that, listen, like I said, bear off tomorrow. Come back tomorrow for the DFS show. I know prices have been out forever, so uh, it's going to be nice. We'll have good good ownership stuff. And uh, and then Pamela for the bet show on Tuesday. Let's fucking go. Masters. Week.